Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our Provoke the Pastor series, in which our Heritage Bible congregation poses questions to our pastor, Jim Harris. This week's question is important to every believer. How can I know I'm saved? Some true believers struggle with doubt, while some who are not saved, who should doubt their salvation, steadfastly believe that they are saved. In 2 Corinthians 13.5, the Apostle Paul advises the Corinthians to examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message as Pastor Jim assists us with this examination. The first day that I was ever out of this country, I was on a missions trip and I woke up in a place that I had never been before and I was about to begin a day that held, I had no idea what. I knew I was going to be called on to teach some things. I was ready for that part and I had no idea what to do. I, I, I couldn't drive. Um, I couldn't talk to anybody unless there was an interpreter uh, standing next to me. What do you do? And I didn't exactly quote Romans 12, but my prayer went, Lord, I'm yours. Please finish that sentence today. What can you do with me today? Here's something else that may show in your life, that will show in your life if you belong to Christ. The way you consider others more important than yourself. Another familiar passage, Philippians 2, 3 and 4. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Remember the two questions? Who's the biggest sinner in the room? Me. Who's the most important person in the room? Everybody else. You live like that, a whole lot of these things are going to become habitual for you. Here's another one that will show in your life. The way you stand on the truth of Scripture. Back to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Now that has a connection within your Bible. The Gospel of John is written, it says at the end of John 20, these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that believing you may have life in Him. 1 John is the sequel. These things I have written to you who do believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, here's the cool thing. Throughout 1 John, and Scott when Freeman, when he gets his chances in the pulpit, has been taking us through um, 1 John. Uh, we're going to finish it in year 220 of the millennium. Well, maybe before then. I hope, it's, I hope we're done. I hope the rapture's this week. But throughout 1 John, 
there are three usually called tests that are presented several times in different words. There is the doctrine test. Do you understand and agree with what the Bible teaches about the person and work of Jesus? What do you believe? The second test is the belief test. Do you believe it? Are you trusting in Christ and in Him alone for salvation? And then the third one is the action test. How do your actions show whether you truly believe what is the truth? Or some call it uh, the, the head, the heart, and the hands. There's different ways to, to describe that. Um, uh, I'll commend something to you if you've never seen it before, if you've never looked at the first book of 1 John that way. Um, um, look at the MacArthur Study Bible introduction to the book of 1 John. There's a very good outline there that... Uh, outlines the whole book in terms of those three repeated tests. So it comes down to the action test, how do you serve other believers? Now, if you're doubting your salvation, maybe you don't own a MacArthur Study Bible yet. Maybe, well, it's a very good resource, and actually we can help you in that department if you want to. But to understand, this is practical stuff. He, He didn't just leave it there for you to guess. He told you what it is. Here's another one that will show in your life. If you live a lot like Jesus, if you're seeking to be pure as He is pure, if you're seeking to serve as He served, if you're, if you're preaching the, the gospel that there is salvation in Christ and only in Christ, um, people who don't like Christ aren't going to be real happy with you. So how will you respond to the hostility from unbelievers? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. And he's not using Gentiles there in the sense of non-Jews. He's using it in the sense of unbelievers. So that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may on account of your good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. There's two ways you can take that part about glorify God in the day of visitation. It could be that when they come to Christ, (laughs) they're going to say, oh yeah, your influence had something to do with it. Or... The other way is when they stand before the Lord in judgment, they have to admit that they were in antagonism to, uh, uh, that they were antagonistic to the believers. Go back and study 1 Peter and sort that out if you'd like. All right, here's something that is very practical. This will show up in the life of people who belong to Jesus Christ. What are the things that you choose to think about? Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And by the way, I might add to you, this is immediately in the context of what to do when you're anxious. Okay? This is how to prevent getting into the situation of anxiety where you have to apply verses 6 and 7. All right, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Now, if you own a television, a smartphone, a tablet, laptop, a computer, a radio, they are all torpedoes aimed at keeping you from obeying this. I, whenever I get that thing, you know, you, you have to get an app for something or whatever, you know, and it's, and it's um, uh, 
allow push notifications? That's like asking this device to tamper with your sanctification? Have a noisemaker go off every time something bad happens in the world? It's nonstop. Now, now I'm speaking hyperbolically. I mean, sometimes you do want to know if your team scored a touchdown. There's things like that that are, you know, less than um, sanctification-ruining items. But understand, what do you choose to cause your mind to dwell on? Here's one that's very general. The way you listen to the voice of the shepherd in his word. John 10, 27 and 28, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Why, that sounds a lot like Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Okay? But His voice is in His Word. It's inscripturated. It's there for you to feast on at any time. You don't hear the voice of God from inside you, because inside you, not so good. The heart is evil, desperately wicked. But the voice of God, that will make you holy. Then, here's a real practical one. Something that will show in the life of a true believer is the way you turn away from anxiety and worry and, worry and turn to God. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, uh-oh, got to read 1 Peter 1, 2, 3, 4 in the beginning of chapter 5. Therefore, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you at the proper time. And here's another of those participles all the while that you're doing that. Casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. He wants to take those things that would like to twist you up. Those things that would like to make you feel unsafe, make you feel insecure, that would worry you. We are called to do the casting while He does the, the caring. Lord, I, I'm bringing this to you. Well, I know I brought it to you eight times yesterday and 12 times the day before that, but Lord, I'm bringing it to you again. Always casting your care on Him. Or in a parallel vein, here's one from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, right smack dab in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to edit it just to emphasize something here. Jesus says, Do not be worried about your life. Do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. There are three commands in that section directly from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why, if you hadn't heard Last week's sermon, I would say they're in red letters. They are in some Bibles. Your Lord and Savior who rescued you from the penalty of your sin, who has made you His own, He orders you, do not be worried, do not worry then, do not worry about tomorrow. You can go to our studies in the Sermon on the Mount and you can see there's a couple of nuances in the verbs there, but it's basically if you're worrying, stop. If you're not worrying yet, don't start, okay? Now, if God Himself in human flesh gives you a direct command, don't do something, and you do it, what's that called? That's sin, right? 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.